The following story is based on a true story. I cannot legally tell you whether or not it's actually a true story. That's only in regards to the story I'm going to tell you about going down south again to visit my (laughs) probation team, theoretically my probation team in my imaginary story. But fortunately, Peter, this week marks something really fantastic. And I don't want to say that I am at all opposed to the use of cannabis. I want to say this. I have not wrestled a professional wrestling match without having smoked cannabis at some point in the day in four years. Now, some people are out there going like, oh, isn't that, isn't that dangerous? No, it would be dangerous, like Dark Sheik says, if I didn't smoke cannabis and you wrestled me. That's always been the joke we make. Don't you want us to smoke a little so we don't beat the shit out of you? Uh, turns out, I was correct. Uh, when I was joking that like I don't smoke weed for me, I smoke it for everyone else, turns out I was correct. When Jimmy Lloyd said, Effie used to talk more shit, and I said, yeah, but I'm stoned now. It doesn't concern me as much. I'm not stoned anymore. He was correct. I'm back to talking shit. And so this might be a little fragmented. This might be a little all over the place. I feel like last week's episode, was it last week or was it the week before? Last week? Did we have an episode last week? We did have an episode. It was a week before we didn't have an episode. Yeah. What I'm saying is this is no chill Effie, and it has been confirmed. You've also been like trending all weekend. I have figured this thing out, which is when I open up my mouth and speak my truth, and it may not even be my truth, it is uh, phenomenal, and people take note of it, and a lot of the things that we hesitate in saying as professional wrestlers or performers or entertainers to make sure that we can upkeep our current and, uh, you know, it feels like we're going to lose our booking sometimes if we talk up too much. You look huge on the camera today. I'm going to be even huger because now, you know what I used to do, Peter? I would wake up and AJ would go to work and I would drink coffee and then I would smoke weed and then I would usually watch an entire feature film and then I would possibly get to the gym after I eat lunch, right? Mm -hmm. And in my mind, if I went to the gym three days a week, I was keeping up with it because I'm going to be wrestling all weekend. There's a lot of physical activity involved. There's a lot of running and picking up and getting hit in the face, all those things. And now I said, you know what? Fuck it. Let's see what happens. I've been in the gym every day I've been home, Peter. And if I'm at home, I'm waking up, I'm going to the gym, I'm doing cardio, I'm lifting, I'm going to get bigger. I'm going to get stronger. You know what I ate for dinner last night? I ate two steaks, two steaks, and a full tub of rice pudding. That was my full meal. Now, I understand what you're saying. Add a little cruciferous vegetable to your diet. I oh, will. I was I didn't say that. I'm saying your is a larger scale your because I know universal your. Yeah, yeah, you're my you I'm directing my universal your at you to say I l- also love vegetables. Hey, I, watch where you're pointing that universal your. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want you to have to feel like you're taking on the universal your. Uh but I will say this. Uh, Once again, I'm repeating myself. Peter told me at the beginning of the year that my life would start to clear up and feel like it had a little more direction. I love that I annoyed you with that. You annoyed the fuck out of me with that, Peter. Please tell me next time. I mean, I think you probably did. I annoyed myself by hearing the truth because it's February and I'm going, no, we're going to clear things up. Things are going to be clear. Things are going to be fine. I have so many things coming up. I'm doing so much. No, no. I lived through it. We made it through. We were previously discussing kind of uh, the struggles we've both had over the past few years and the struggles that we've had in the past, you know, 
this 2023 period, and I don't want to be hopeful and predict the future, but I do feel like once I enter my Christ year of 33 on June 7th, we're going to be clearing the air on a lot of things. So needless to say, I was entering a new version of Effie that I haven't been around a lot in a long time, which is completely stone cold sober, CM Punk straight edge, except for I don't need you to carry me through the match, Effie. That was really shady what I just said, and I'm sorry. Enough people have been attacking Phil. I'm not going to continue to do it, but I will say this. Does he really have a Pepsi tattoo? He has a Pepsi tattoo. Uh, His old move used to be called the Pepsi Plunge, which I don't think he calls it that anymore, but it's the pedigree off the top rope. So the person taking it is on the second rope, and you're standing all the way on the top rope. His head is between your legs. His arms are being gripped between your legs, and then he dumps you on your face from the top. That would be the Pepsi Plunge. Uh... Pepsi Plunge is also known as giving a soft drink to a SWAT officer. (laughs) You're taking the Pepsi Plunge. I love that. But it was a different version of myself wrestling where at first I had some hesitations. I wanted to make sure I was giving out the best version of Effie possible. And I just want to say this to all of the Effie fans who are new, to the Effie fans who have been around us for a long time. Guess what? You're getting the best version of Effie going forward. I am not stopping myself from speaking on issues that I have trouble with. I am not stopping myself from speaking my mind. I am not stopping myself from putting all of my heart into it. And I won't bring up the phone call I had here because we just discussed it, but I had a confirming phone call that let me know something. I may be a little outlaw boy out on the indies. I may not have a contract with anyone in particular. Uh, people might argue whether or not I'm actually a draw in the business, which what a dumb argument. I draw all the time. Wait till you hear about how many more tickets I sold than of Uh, and had to hold a promoter a little bit hostage to let him know that I'm the real fucking deal. I had my first match back on Friday in the beautiful city of Detroit, Michigan. Now, every time I've gone to Detroit, Peter, there's been a little bit of a rush, and a lot of times I'm with Allison, and she knows we need to go to the dispensary. Right. It's legal, it's strong, and Michigan's one of the few states where the weed sold by Michigan can be grown by home farmers. So sometimes you're smoking the weed there and you're like, this is some magical kush. Unfortunately, I will not be participating anytime in the near future. I'm proud of everyone else who gets to do it. I was very honored to see how many tweets this weekend were saying the Effie matches on, I'm smoking one in his honor. And I found myself uh, reignited and stronger than ever, and really going back to my grappling roots. Like I told you, and we'll get to the conclusion of this, but when was the last time Effie has had a 19-minute match where I didn't do a single lick of gay shtick? Does that mean I wasn't being Effie? No, I was very much so being Effie. I walked out to the ring in an Evolve shirt, the former company of Gabe Sapolsky, before he became Triple H's coffee guy. Uh, But... There is an edge that has come back to me. That's not like an edge lord edge, but it's an edge that is why I got over originally in this business and why people were taking chances on me, which was this motherfucker saying crazy shit that should keep him out of the business based on who's in charge of the business, but he's so good that we can't deny him. And now I am at the end of this, as you said, sort of three-year COVID period of, of honing my skills, of testing myself, and it was like taking off a weighted vest, Peter. I am moving quicker than I've ever moved. My cardio is insane. It was 
one of the hottest shows we've wrestled in a long time in Harpo Saturday night, and I was loving every second of it. I was breathing at one point, and referee Max Recon goes, you good, buddy? And I said, oh, I'm fucking phenomenal. It felt real. It felt magic. And not to spoil too much, but if you were there at the Columbus show Sunday, I'll quote Nick Wayne. As I was looking up into hard cam and he was watching the match, he goes, yo, Effie. And I was like, what's up, Nick Wayne? Uh, And he goes, uh, you were screaming that whole match, and then at one point, you looked up towards the hard cam, and you said, welcome to fucking paradise. And I said, I know, because welcome to fucking paradise. We are in control now, and we are taking this to the next level. It's going to be a magical time, Peter. Damn. It's always the summer of Effie. The only thing that would stop this being the summer of Effie would be if it's actually the summer of Jimmy Lloyd, because Jimmy Lloyd filled me in on some new things he has going on. Uh, some people that are taking interest and some documentary filmmaking that's going to be happening around him. And I'm very excited to see people see the real Jimmy Lloyd. But I got to tell you, Jimmy, I love you. This is about to be the summer of fucking Effie over and over and over again. Because I am not holding back. I'm a main event player. There is no type of match I cannot do. And at this current moment, Peter, I'm not going to give away too much. We'll talk on the mini-sode about it. I am very excited about the errand we just took. Because I feel like we are opening ourselves into a whole new world. You feel good too, don't you? I feel really good. I really missed you this weekend, buddy. I was... I was uh, Excited to be able to be this version of myself, but I also was excited that all I could think was like, I got to tell Peter how good this feels. It feels great. I think it's fine uh, to have a little smoke every now and then. Not for me, obviously, because we'll get into that. But if you've been watching on Twitter or listening to my interview with Nick Hausman or doing watching me do anything, even being on the stream Monday night, my God. I'm not holding anything back anymore. There is no mute button on me. There is no uh, weighted vest on me. Effie is ready to go. I do want to say first and foremost, I know it's a silly concept, but for all of you that bought mugshot shirts and mugshots, you rule so hard. I was able to already basically cover the full lawyer's fees. I still have a lot of court fees to pay. I still, you know, this hasn't been a really good financial situation because of this. It is hard when you know that all the money you're making is kind of going into paying things off, but it did feel uh, very loving to see how many people reached out and took it. And I just want to say this, if you work at a major company and uh, you see someone in that shirt, please don't give them any grief. They're just trying to support me. They're not trying to make a political statement inside of your company. Does that make sense? Yeah. Good. I've been enjoying the comeback of Snarky Effie comments on Twitter. Yeah, Snarky Effie's back. Uh, yesterday, there was uh, some more drama going on, and I'll just jump in on it now. You know, I used to be very like, oh, Joey Janela will really talk shit about anyone. I don't want to get into it all the time. Now, I'm like, high five, Joey. Let's take these motherfuckers out. I mean, this is verging into our territory when you start giving out Bible verses to people. Holy shit. Like, we can, Effie's kind of has to get involved at that point. Yeah, we have to get involved if you're trying to pay your talent wrestling theology fellowship in bible verses while also trying to sell images of them for profit for your ministry you fucking loser this is you heard that right there i'm gonna try one thing i like is i think curse words are effective peter but i do i am looking as my energies are rising as my 
uh, as my mentality is changing, I have had so much more fun shading people without the use of anything where they can point to me using bad words. I will probably say fuck a lot on here, but if you notice the way I'm shading people, um, I'm hoping you can see I'm leaning back into my college education to find even more fun ways to roast these motherfuckers. And don't get it twisted. This is, it may look self-serving in some senses, but I want to, I don't think wrestling is going to have a real union anytime soon, but they are going to have an Effie to just keep stabbing at things that don't feel fair or don't feel good. Now, unfortunately, this goes to both sides because recently I saw another tweet that was about, uh, where do you think LGBTQ wrestling is out, you know, at right now? And, you know, why isn't Sunny Kiss on TV? She's very talented. And I'm answering all these questions. I do want to say this as well. There was a lot of uh, bitter sounding complaints from some people within the LGBTQ community about how there's just no representation. There's not this. There used to be so much more. Uh, I will quote the tweet I put out about pie. Everyone is over here talking about sharing a piece of this little pie. And I'm over here with my fucking hands covered in flour, baking pies. I will not take you seriously if you're just complaining about not feeling included. When I was not feeling included, I created a whole avenue for myself that has now gone global to other continents with Effie's Big Gay Brunch UK that will not be slowing down anytime recently and will be featuring as much new queer talent as we can find, uh, bringing in dream matches for people who have never had them booked for them before and doing things like that. But to hear, oh, well, we weren't included so it's not good sit the fuck down wrestling is for everyone but i promise you wrestling is not for everyone and maybe maybe just maybe you're not booked because you're not really that good that's hard for people to hear and it's easier to complain about things than actually go yeah. and try to make changes and i'm not going to be a dick on here i'm supportive of all talent and i think if you look at all the talents, you can find something good in showing them, but just because you may not have a space on my show or a particular show, it doesn't lead to any indication that you're not valid or worthy. It just means that for this time, you are not right for the bit, and maybe if you think that you're right, you should do what I did and bet on yourself a little bit. I don't want to sound Republican here because I, I have to be careful on verging on that territory, but I will say there is nothing stopping you from putting the fucking effort in. I've been tired and exhausted. I've worn myself out trying to make this business not as horrible as it was when I came in. And yes, in the process, I've been able to make a name for myself and make money, but it takes all hands on deck. This isn't something where you can just go and ask for what's already there. We have to completely subvert the whole system. We have to flip this thing on its head and we have to make space for ourselves. If we think that we should have space there back to Effie being a draw, Effie is a draw because I found out Friday, I went to the newly minted new edge pro. I started my trip in Detroit, Michigan, and I got to spend two days in Detroit, Michigan, which was awesome. But it was a miracle because this show went so perfectly well. The original company was under a different name, and I had heat with them before. I don't know if you'll remember this, uh, Peter, but they had uh, <laughs> they had asked who the fuck was going to pick me up from the airport. And I said, if you're not even able to pick me up from the airport, this is not the company I work for Friday. This is a company that he took over and changed the name of, Sean, who was there, who was wonderful and made everybody feel at home and was so easy to work with. Uh, he took over the company from those people who I roasted online and said, if they're not going to tell you why I'm not going to be there, I'll go ahead and tell you. And to come back to a company where I had some hesitation, I didn't know, I don't know what's changed. 
I was welcomed with open arms. I was picked up precisely when I needed to be at the airport. I was uh, driven by a Wendy's so that I could get a $6 biggie bag. And I was taken right to the venue, which was inside this giant, cool, weird warehouse that was half flea market, half wrestling venue. And I went over to the flea market side. You can see this on the Patreon, patreon.com slash weekend at Effie's or weekend at Effie's.com. The last back half of that video, which features footage from the UK and Portland and uh, I, I believe St. Louis, as well as this time now in Detroit. Lots of exciting stuff on there. I'm going to be keeping up with those videos, but you can see some of the cool stuff they had there because they had everything in there. And to get to come to a show and get there right on time and be able to walk around and explore something and check things out and catch up with a lot of old friends and people I hadn't seen in a while. But also, they weren't the typical friends. These were people I don't see all the time. And I was on a show as the only fly-in name, which is, it's a bit of a rarity for me, but it shows you that I can actually pull this because I'm looking around the room and of the people that are there, there are a lot of people who came to see Effie. Uh, Effie sold a lot of merch. Effie had a great time meeting with people. Some of them were able to come to the show Saturday, but some people said, thank God you were wrestling here Friday. I can't come Saturday. So we provided them with another way to see Effie in that time. And once this show was complete, once, uh, once we finished, I just got to go to my own hotel room. I got to lay down in a bed. I watched 21 Jump Street. I didn't have to share with people. I didn't have to make sure everybody's safe. I didn't have to have everybody check in with me to see where I'm at because they want to hang out and whatever it is. I went and I had a normal night's sleep. I didn't do any drugs. I made money. And I was like, oh my God, this can be like a regular day job if I want it to be. And it felt phenomenal. I don't want to jump too far though because I got to work with a talent I wasn't familiar with. But everyone told me, yo, TJ Meyer, pretty sick. And I said, all right, well, we'll freaking see a main event on this show. It's my first non-marijuana match. Peter, jump in here. 21 Jump Street. Yes. Sorry, just have to, it's a perfect have to take film. a left turn. Do you know about what they were going to do with the third one? No. Oh, yes, you told me this. Oh, my God. Fill everybody in. They were going to join the Men in Black. They were going to combine 21 Jump Street with the Men in Black franchise and have the two of them join the MIB. That is phenomenal. That is magic. Cue the Will Smith song that I can't think of right now. It's not Wild Wild West, but that movie featuring Kevin Klein is no, also a classic. I think they Here should. Men in Black. He should have just done songs for every. Like, could you imagine and his car also theme? Jonah Hill now? Yeah. Right? Like, well, yeah, 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 totally. Like Tar, the Tar theme. Yeah. <laughs> but it's Will Smith. Oh my God. Oh my God. Okay, side note before I brag on TJ Meyer a bunch, I remembered this and I didn't want to forget it. And I actually made a note. I had someone this weekend who I, I, I didn't catch your name right away, but thank you, who said, I found out about GCW because of the weekend at Effie's TikTok. And that's why I'm here at the show today. Whoa. I can't make this up. This is a real thing. Hey, I found out about this show because I saw your big head pop up on TikTok talking about something. And then I found out about the world of GCW. And to me, to say that you discovered this whole world of independent wrestling because of me talking weird and you filming it extremely well, Peter, which I think we've got some video projects in our future yeah i think we have yeah. a lot of really cool video projects in our future um, that's actually a really good and that's that's honestly very encouraging i've have been having a bit of a tough time with the clips lately tiktok is kind of shifting their shit around um if anyone that listens to the podcast is kind of like a tiktok guru and knows how to so okay 
thing that's happening is they are de um, accelerating some of the LGBTQ stuff yep. on there. Yep. And I'm trying to figure out a way around that. The other issue is you're a professional wrestler, and I think that's also violent content from the gays. And it's it's with, just with the word "bussy" in the content. Yeah. We're being suppressed, folks. It's a it's but it's a video of a man talking. Like we, there has to be. A I'll, way we can get I'll away. use my privilege where I can. I think you just start hashtagging it with uh with Republican type things, and we just do the process of getting Ooh, hate a, viewers to boost us. If idea. you have a better idea than that, we would love to hear that. Uh, anybody who wants to reach out and help, please help. This is a community effort. I, I know I look like sometimes a, a monolith of a creature, but I'm always willing to accept, uh, help from people who are coming with genuine help. I saw a wonderful tweet from sugar Dunkerton today that says, please be wary of advice you get that tries to normalize you because usually what normalizes you, is what makes you not able to be booked anymore. And I think that was phenomenal to hear, but also Damn. we could use a little normalization to get across to the people who could use us. Cause think of how many other people out there could discover the wonderful world of independent wrestling through yeah. this being a completely adjacent thing. And also I, I got to tell you guys, I have a TikTok account personally for me, but there's nothing more frustrating to me than when I start to search my name in TikTok and there are videos with millions and millions of views that I do not have any part or control over and I start to repost them and then I get mad and then I stop. So, you know, I think in the next year, I'm finally going to bite the bullet and get sort of a social media assistant and get someone to help me in that capacity. Not that anyone will be tweeting for me, but posting Instagrams and posting extra content yeah. to Twitter and posting extra content to TikTok. I think it's something that we could work out. I don't like unpaid internships. I don't want to go that route of like, let me get a college social kid. Social media is like a lot of work. It is. It's a lot of work. And also, unfortunately, I'm not the youth anymore as much as I want to be. That is how I'm starting to feel as well. Yeah. I don't want to feel old. I don't feel old in any sense of the word, but there's also like... I can't keep up with it as much. And so if there's someone out there who really like I need, I would need extreme privacy and to know not to, you know, you're not going to like scheme me out and put some weird shit up on my pages when I'm not looking, I'm trying to figure out a way to do that. That makes sense. But I think it would be beneficial because once again, uh, one of the realizations I had is sometimes I'm the only one in my way. Sometimes I need to rest and that's okay. But that is something that's in my way of being able to keep up with everything that is necessary to be able to keep up with. I wonder, I wonder if we can get cloning technology. That's just like a social media intern and Clone like, my thumbs and like a little bubble, you know? Yeah. I don't want them to be like uh JK Rowling's version of forced elf slavery though. Where we make them wear potato bags yeah. and give them socks when it's time, you know. Yeah. Um, did you see? Did you see the Italian dude talking shit on J.K. Rowling? No, but this sounds perfect it's and so phenomenal. It's and so what good. I is he just like, what are you doing? Well, it's just I don't know. With that all was a the, terrible Italian. With all the fucking nonsense that we have to see on a regular basis, especially everything that's happening in Florida, it is nice to have a guy that looks like he could beat the ever living shit out of you. Yes call jk rowling because he basically is like what the fuck are you doing you're a billionaire build hospitals shut the fuck up oh my god listen to that the truth is being dropped yeah. right here well to that italian person we celebrate and salute you i don't know you. who he was we don't know who you doing. are but we appreciate your tenacity and veracity in pointing out things that are not cool that's the problem right now is you know florida releasing a statement today that they're going to have hatred towards socialists uh attacking trans people attacking the lgbtq community prides being canceled because of it people selling their houses and getting out of the state 
it looks like the only way we're going to be able to combat this is by coming back at them with full force and Shovels. trying our best to, oh. well, you know, I don't want to get either of us in trouble here, but... No, we can start digging that trench, push them off. Are you ocean. familiar with the Pink Panther Party? They had to change their name legally. So yeah, the Pink Panther Party back in the day, if you're not familiar, would, especially in San Francisco and L.A. and a lot of the West Coast cities and New York, uh, bigger populous places, they would patrol the streets at night during bar hours and they would protect queer people who were trying to safely get home. They were usually big muscle bears and leather guys who yeah. would go around the town. And if they saw you messing with queer people in their travels, in their journeys, and them trying to have a, a normal night out like the rest of America is doing, they would fuck you up. And I just want to be clear. When you ever hear about gay bashing from Effie, it will be because this gay is bashing you. I already caught a charge, motherfucker. Y'all don't scare me, and I am not afraid. Y'all don't listen to words, so please, step up step up your fucking self, say it to my face with your whole chest, and let's see what the fuck happens, because I'm not a little man, I'm not going to act like a little man, and I'm not going to let you push around the people who are just trying to live their lives the way they want to live them, and the way they need to live them to feel safe and feel normal and not wake up every morning disliking everything around them and who they are, you know? That's just not fair. I'm not I'm not going to be stoned about it anymore. Y'all try me. Let's fucking go. Back to TJ Meyer. I, I do love the idea of an army of paros roaming the street. As a gay icon representative, sometimes I find things out in unusual ways. And in the middle of this hard-fought battle, and we'll talk about shtick in a minute, but there was a moment in this battle where I tried a little bit of Effie shtick against TJ Meyer, and he made an announcement to the crowd, that shit doesn't work on me, I'm bi. And I didn't know this before this moment, and it made me rethink my whole match plan, and I did speak to his his partner afterwards, and she said, uh, I really enjoyed that match. I said, is it because I bit his nipple? And she goes, yeah, it is. So it's nice to know that the shtick is still there, and I can still get a little bit of it across, but... I have to be wary of my wrestling style now because there are more and more LGBTQ athletes coming into the fold and some of the things you use as a mind game are not going to work anymore. And we had a very intense match. We had a crazy match. And unfortunately, uh, that discus lariat is mean as shit. And that's all I'll say about that. He's still the champion. But I did get to spend that time going back to the hotel, being a normal person, being regular in Detroit. And I got to wake up the next day to spend some time with someone who I've never gotten to really hang out with outside of wrestling, and that's Karam. And I've made the mistake in the past of calling him Karam, which is wrong. And it's not as wrong as what people were tweeting Saturday, calling him Kareem, like as if he was Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. He is not. It is Karam, K-A-R-A-M. He is jacked. He is powerful. He is incredible and he is uh looking out for effie in the best ways i told him i was like this feels like a real sean diesel pairing and he sent me a gift yesterday that was sean and diesel uh high-fiving now diesel is probably not a name that you're gonna jump right on do you remember um in john wick the security guy who speaks russian with the silver hair yeah that's big daddy cool big sexy diesel kevin nash okay he was I've also in kevin magic nash. mike and magic mike xl but I will say this, I remembered a story from the last time we were in Detroit where we were all sitting in the green room, and at this time I was still legally allowed to smoke cannabis, and Kevin Nash, who is really good friends with Alex Shelley, whose dad I also met at the show, Alex Shelley's dad, not Kevin Nash's dad, uh, brought in two bottles of his whiskey, and he said, who wants some of the whiskey? Me and Shelley bought some extra whiskey. 
if you guys want to try some. No one in the room drinked. And so we all disappointed Kevin Nash, and he just oh, left God. the room with his two bottles That's of whiskey. so funny. And I was like, oh, my God, I've been a fan of you since I was five years old. Like, this is... This is hurting my soul to deny yeah. this. I almost was like, nah, I don't know. Maybe we'll do it. He didn't come this time, but I was remembering that coming back into Harpo's going, okay, this feels, uh, this feels, uh, like a like a familiar space to me, but I was seeing it in a new light. I'm not jumping around. Karam, me and Karam met up. Jake something was landing uh, at the airport from his booking in New York, so we all got in the car and hopped over. We did go, <laughs> we did go to the dispensary. Now, I said, Karam, can I stay in the car? And he goes, Actually, you can't. And I go, Why? And he goes, Because if I bring a new person in, I get a huge discount. <laughs> so I said, You know what? Honestly, that's fine. I can handle it. You want to know the price of twenty? Uh, no, the price of ten joints. It was twenty dollars with the discount. Pre-rolled full gram joints, twenty dollars for ten joints. You're looking at me with the what? best look I've ever like seen. Like one gram, full gram joints. Jesus, ten for twenty dollars with the new customer discount. So I was happy to oblige and help in that situation. Afterwards, though, this is where Karm really shines. Sometimes you don't know how much of a celebrity someone is in their world. And we went to a uh, a Middle Eastern sandwich spot, and we went in to eat. And I said, Karm, you got to order the food for me because I know you know what to get. And so we got these huge barbecue chicken sandwiches with corn and the Medi- uh, and the Middle Eastern like spices. I don't know exactly from where in the Middle East, but I know that this was common of Middle Eastern flavors. And the owner came out, and he said... Y'all don't have to pay. You're with Karam. And I said, what? And he's like, the food is on me. If you're with him, the food is on me. And I was like, I don't even get that benefit. And I'm Effie. And he was like, yeah, but I'm Karam. And I do get that benefit. So enjoy your sandwich. We got to hang out. He has two cats that are like twins that are adorable. But he has a new dog named Kaya. And she is half bull mastiff, half pity. And she, Oh, my goodness. Well, she just got her first period. She hasn't been spayed Aww. yet. And so she's wearing diapers. She's wearing diapers. Yeah. And to see this big muscled up gay man having to change this dog's diapers and and help her through it. I was like, you didn't think you'd be dealing with that, did you? And he's like, <laughs> I had no idea. And I just, you know, he adopted her a little while ago and, you know, he's figuring out you have to wait a little while after to get them spayed, obviously. Yeah. And so it's just something he's handling at the moment. But she was such a cute sweetie, Aww. such a baby angel. And we sat around watching old ass pro wrestling, like 85 Tully Blanchard TV title matches and stuff. And it was, it was very nice for us to kind of go like, this is the shit we like. And he's like, I know this is the shit we like. And it's a very different wrestling, but it's a very much more intentional wrestling in that time. And I think that's what draws me to it, which is, yeah, it's a lot of kicks and punches and pretty basic stuff, but there's an intensity, there's an aggression, and there's a particular way that this is being handled that it, it looks so much different than the stuff we see now, which is a little more acrobatic, a little more this and that. But the striking, there was an art to the striking then where it really looked like they were taking each other's heads off. But you'd be pissed off if somebody actually took your head off. It needed to look good. It needed to feel okay. Earlier, we had a conversation about pro wrestling handshakes. And it's very much in that regard of it needs to look like you're going to kill me. I need to not feel it. and I'm And I'm going to then shake my head like I can, and it's going to look really real across those lines. We've missed a lot of that. So I think it it got me a little fired up. 
And then we went over to the venue, Harpo's, like I said, where Guns N' Roses have performed, Slipknot has performed, Effie has performed. One of my favorite up-and-comers, Sleep Token, just announced uh, their opening for Slipknot, which is like... That's so sick. Kind of a big fucking deal. I am a big Listen Slipknot to Sleep fan. Token, their new album Sleep rules. Token. We're pushing out the Sleep Token. It sounds like a workout album. Not, it's... It's the reason they're going on Slipknot is because they wear masks. It's all completely anonymous. At one point, people thought it was like Hozier or however you say his yeah. name doing like a metal thing. Um, Which his new album cover, I haven't listened to the music. The new album cover is great. It's just I the smile peeking through a fucking garden of dirt with one flower. Oh, crazy. It looks awesome. I love the Kesha. I haven't listened to it yet, but the Kesha new album. It is so good. I made a Hell comparison yeah. when I listened to it. To I've been getting into the old demo record that was released of uh, Bruce Springsteen in between when he did The River and I think Born to Run or uh, yeah, I believe that was in between The River and Born to Run. He went and recorded these demos that have now come out completely. And at the time, one of his uh, agents was like, hey, man, are you okay?" Because he was listening to these songs and he was like, this is like a little too raw. Are you good? And I think Bruce Springsteen said he ended up going to therapy because of it. Uh, I was listening to a, an interview about someone who wrote the Bruce Spring, uh, Springsteen book. And to listen to Cash's new album, it is stripped down. It is beautiful. It is haunting. And it very much gave me the same sort of like principal vibes of that Nebraska album. And shout out Kesha. This album rules. Uh, there are so many cool moments. But also it's like it's very nice to have a Kesha album that's a little more stripped down in that way because her voice is beautiful. Yeah. Did you know I went to a Kesha concert one time and didn't go in? When I was in college, uh, there were two girls who I was friends with, three girls, I think, actually, and they asked me to DD them to from Columbia, South Carolina to Charlotte so that they could go to the Kesha concert. So I didn't have a ticket. I drove them. I didn't do anything. I didn't drink. And then they went to the Kesha concert, and then they got back in the car covered in glitter and so excited, and I drove them back home. So I just want you to know, Kesha, Damn. I have put in the work to make sure people can safely enjoy your show. And if anyone ever asks you to DD them somewhere, just fucking do it if you can, because they'll probably help you out down the line. And those girls had helped me out plenty of times when I was still drinking the original Four Locos, and I felt like it was a good idea. And now to be this deep into my life and this far into her career and just still feel a connection to her music is very cool. Mm -hmm. So go listen to gag order by Kesha and fuck Dr. Luke and check out the new flavor of four loco that has uh, warheads in it. Jesus Christ. Right. What are we doing? Someone came into the shop the other day and I was like, wait, those logos don't add up. This is scary to me. Um, I will say this when they took caffeine out of Four Locos. If you want to know why my this dad's like... Good decision. Well, my dad's like, you shouldn't be alive. This is one of the reasons I point to where he was right. When they took caffeine out, I got so mad that we would break Vivances into it. And you do two Four Locos with a 60 meg Vivance in it, and you are playing Flip Cup until 8 in the morning. That's all I'm going to say about that. Yeah. It was a strange time. We listened to a lot of bass nectar. I'm glad I've moved forward from that. Be careful with your life. Don't do that. Um, I was, I think I've told this story. I was writing an illegal Airbnb out of a, a house that I was renting once. Oh, yeah. Um, because my roommate at the time had a very serious drug problem and was letting homeless people into our house at like huh. three and four in the morning. Huh. Uh, yeah, it was interesting. Um, but we, we had bass nectar fans show up once with like full like dab oil rig with them. 
like an insane amount of acid. We just yeah. did dabs on our front porch. Before I used they to, went to the we used to in, uh, inhale those balloons at the Bass Nectar concerts. Yeah. I don't recommend it. It's not good for your brain. I'm glad that in my complete sobriety, we can we can discuss uh, college drug use. Yeah, now. we we. I mean, look, we sell the what comes in those balloons but to make whipped cream to make whipped cream yeah we have and then oh my god the people that partake in that love the baking metaphor they think it's the funniest thing they've ever heard because everyone's kind of running on empty a little bit (laughs) um it's kind of it's let's not go there but it's yeah it's I don't, don't think it's the right choice. I don't think it's the right recreational choice yeah. over time. Yeah. I think if you, if it happens once at a party, you're probably okay, but I think it does kill your brain cells. I believe it does. I don't think your brain's as regenerative as your liver. If you really want that experience, go to a dentist that has free laughing gas and that's Yeah. Just have that goofy that moment under a doctor's supervision. In your brain. No, they've perfected it at that <laughs> point. Uh, but also don't steal the laughing gas. We've gotten gotten deep there. Yeah, no. Let's let's pull out. So this show in Detroit marked another first. Obviously, the night before was the first non-stone match in a long time. But this was the first match, and you can go watch it and tell me if I'm wrong. This was the first match I've had in a long time that had zero shtick. And I was fighting Blake Christian, who on the last day of 2021, wait, the last day of 2022, I'm jumping around years. You lost. I won. But you lost this one. Yes. Okay. That makes sense. Thank you for jumping ahead. Yeah, sorry. But what was odd was, okay, well. I predicted it, which is why. Yeah, it was, uh, it was, here's the thing. When I was goofy and not taking him seriously, I beat him. Yeah. When I was dead ass serious and not doing anything gay to get in his brain, yeah. I lost to him. But I also think he could, he knew better what he was expecting with me this time. I'm a very unpredictable wrestler. I'm a very chaotic wrestler. Even when I'm stoned, I'm a very chaotic wrestler. And I think he had a little better idea of, of where my head was at. I'm yawning over here. I'm not ashamed of it. I'm excited and I'm awake, but I'm also still yawning. It's fine. Right? Do you, I have an extra energy drink. Do you want to split yeah, it? Yeah. Can I, cool. can I take a big fat swill of that thing? I love it. And then we'll talk about me wrestling for 19 fucking minutes. Uh, so if you would have lost to him, you would have won this one. You think? Yeah. Well, I beat him. I have beat Blake Christian and he put out the list of everyone he's, whatever was going to happen was going to go the opposite direction. I feel it, but there's so many things also going in the opposite direction that it makes a lot of sense. It makes a lot of sense. Blake Christian is a menace, but so is Effie. And if you noticed, I did come out wearing the Evolve shirt, which I thought was a hilarious little tag in to uh, what has been going on recently with me talking shit about people. And I said, you know what? Let's be a full menace. Let's be crazy. And I think people were starting to feel the energy of Effie in that moment. And me and Mance, we've both been speaking with Brad about this, and we figured out that the Sober Gear crew is literally unstoppable. Me and Mance are like, we're going to be clean and healthy. We're going to work out all the time. Aww. We're going to do our best. And we're going to show everyone that we have always been the best. Y'all have written us off because you think we're too stoned or drinking beers or whatever it may be. And so now we're not going to do that. And we're going to run rough shot on everything. And I got in this match. And That's I think. really funny. <laughs> yeah. I think he figured out that Blake Christian figured out that I was. <sighs> 
I was having a moment and I was feeling a different type of way. And in the end, he ended up hitting me in the face with a wrench before he actually won the match. Seriously. He hit me in the face with a wrench, with a Peter. Wrench? He slipped a wrench down his boot and he snuck it in, caused a distraction, hit a referee in the face with a chair, which it's he was trying to hit me. Now, but are I we ducked. talking a fixed wrench or like an adjustable wrench? No, like a fixed wrench. Okay. Like a fixed metal wrench that the first time he ran at me with the wrench, so he missed with the chair. He missed the first time with the wrench. And then I tried to pick him back up. He still had the wrench, stabbed me in the head with the wrench, stomped on my face. He won the match. But I did feel victorious in the sense that I did no shtick. I did nothing weird. I did nothing funny. And I wrestled for 19 and a half minutes under the harshest spotlights, sweating so much, and just feeling the energy of the room. The people were chanting Effie's. Effies. The people were chanting. <laughs> the people were chanting Effies. 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 There can't be more than one. Trust me. It would be a disaster for everyone. Uh, the people are chanting. The, it fired me up. I was feeling a particular way. I wanted to show the world that, like, just because I choose not to do things sometimes does not mean I cannot do them. And I wanted to show that same thing to myself. I did lose the match, which is unfortunate. But after the show, uh, we did just get to go to the room and hang out. One of the people staying in the room that night, it was me and Cole and Jimmy and uh, Alec Price. And Alec Price brought up, he goes, bro, you remember the first time we wrestled? And he said, yeah, bro, afterwards you got on your stream and you, you were bragging about me. I said, what did I say, Alec Price? He said, this little twink looks like he's a member of One Direction, but then you hear him open up his freaking mouth and he sounds like a 90-year-old dock worker. And I was like... Well, Alec Price, that's all true. He goes, I thought it was hilarious. And I was like, this is totally awesome and phenomenal. But it's nice to know that like, sometimes sometimes when you're doing things, obviously we have listeners of this show. We have people who watch my stream. But sometimes you don't think that the information you're putting out that needs to get to your colleagues or to people you've worked with that are complimentary, get to them. And so it was awesome to hear from him, hey, I did hear that. It was a funny compliment, and he remembered the exact wording of it. This little twink who looks like he's in one direction and talks like a 90-year-old dock worker, which is the best description I've ever seen given of Alec Price. It was funny to see how apologetic he was, though, because he kept passing me his weed vape, and I'd be like, I can't. And he'd be like, oh, bro, I'm so sorry, bro. Maybe one day soon. I'm sorry about your probation. But he was like very understanding yeah, and apologetic. Yeah. But it was just like he's so used to seeing me and being like, you want to hit this? And now yeah. I don't want to hit this. I want to relax and have a nice time and uh, and breathe in the fresh air of the earth. I mean, you get this too with the no drinking thing where yeah. people that are very like kind but do forget, it is very nice that – the, the, I'm, hey, I'm so sorry. Yeah, I'm not going to be offended by I'm you. I'm just offering. trying to be hospitable. That's, and like, I so, I so appreciate that. I've prefaced that before too with, you know, I'll offer people something to smoke or whatever. And they'll be like, oh, I don't. And I kind of second explain myself of like, hey, I'm not doing this to peer pressure you in any means. I just don't want anyone to feel left out yeah. if I'm over here and I have extra. So yeah, it is a fun thing to navigate figuring out how to how to be polite about it and most people are very understanding but it was just like it was adorable he's like i mean the kid's young enough to be my stepson and he's just like remembering he's like you know you remember when you put me over on your stream and i'm like yeah i do kid this is great we ended up waking up the next day uh to make it to columbus ohio for the third show of the weekend and 
we all got to road trip together in Cole Radrick's car. So it was me, Jimmy Lloyd, Alec Price, Cole Radrick. We went to Taco Bell. We had fun. We sang a day to remember songs together. What? We listened to Red Jumpsuit Apparatus. Oh my God. <laughs> like we were like going back to Warp Tour days. And I was like, how old were you guys when these songs came out? Because I was young when these songs came out. And everyone in this car is much younger than me, like 25 and below. Uh, with Alec Price, I think only being like 22. And I was like, how do you, like, this is, y'all like these songs? And I'm like, I love these songs. And I was like, this is, this is good. This is a good sign throwback. I had a 20 minute conversation about the reason by Hoobastank. Oh my gosh. Uh, we used to argue so much about whether it was a digital effect when he does the voice thing at the end. Oh yeah. And the reason. Yeah, it is. It's uh, it's auto tune, but this was like a pre it was like a pre T Pain time, mm. which also that new T Pain covers album is yeah fucks so hard. That Warpigs cover oh. does not need to go that hard, but I'm it glad goes it does. so hard. It goes so it's hard. Crazy. Uh, what were you talking about? Who was saying the reason? Um, okay, do you remember that the music video for that is a heist? Maybe not. I don't know. It's actually kind of a cool music video. Okay, I'm sure it is. What terrible band then? name though? Yeah, Hoobie Stank. That's what I, I ask know. everybody. There were some others around that time period that had legal issues. Now, I want to say this, and I might be getting ahead of myself somewhat. You can hear there's a little bit of rasp in my voice. And this does say is a rock band, so they are still going. Are they touring? Can we go see Hoobastank? Uh, let's see. Hoobastank tour. I'm typing this yeah. in 2023. <laughs> and here's the thing. Once they break up, they're actually Hoobastunk. Is that... <laughs> People think I have a really uh, ahead of the time sense of humor. No, I have the sense of humor of your father. That's all I have. I'm not called daddy because it's like a sexy thing. I'm called daddy because I make terrible jokes. <laughs> you want to see them in Anchorage, Alaska later this year? <laughs> Why'd you come to Anchorage, Alaska? Well, there's a reason. And the reason is Ubistank. <laughs> yeah, it looks like they're just doing festivals now. All right. Well, I don't blame them. I mean, you don't have to coordinate your tour. You just show up and they got drums on a riser and Mm -hmm. you get a little fireworks show or whatever. I watched the full system of a down set from the festival they recently played. Oh, shit. I don't know if you're a big system of a down fan. Yeah. My father got mad at me because I made him go buy one of the system of a down CDs from Circuit City. Let Uh me throw back this because it came with the free T-shirt and he came home and sat me down about and talked to me about Satanism. And how I was going down a dark path. But he let me keep the CD. Oh, shit. Uh, but he did. He was like, son, this is satanic. What album was it? I believe. What was the one before Hypnotize? Um, Mesmerize. Yeah, I think it was Mesmerize. Okay. It was the first of those two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he was like. Which was like heavy anti-Iraq war. Oh, yeah. Like like post post uh post entering Afghanistan Iraq and them being really pissed about it but he was like the imagery on this is satanic and i think it's leading you down a dark road and it was and i've been down the dark road he was correct i mean i like my first introduction to them was Tony Hawk and yeah. listening to alternative radio in the states for the first time Tony Hawk Pro Skater really changed a lot of kids it really musical did. tastes 
But I was also like learning about the prison industrial complex listening to them. Yeah, and also if I was confused by the lyrics, I would do a little research. We had the internet. It wasn't like we were pre-internet yeah. time. So you, it kind of is like a radicalization. My father was probably onto something, but I needed to be radicalized. Because, yeah. I mean, they teach you about mandatory minimum sentences in the first song off Toxicity. <laughs> yes. And it's just like, holy shit, yes. I'm learning a lot here. There's a lot of really dense political stuff in there. And also... A song about hopping on a dick. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> my cock is much bigger than yours. There's just so many good moments of, I want Effie to be like System of a Down where there can be some real dead serious talk and then also just some really weird out there wild yeah. shit that is you can tell they're just doing to make themselves laugh. It is fun to see them with gray beards now and be like, yeah, punk rock. And then like the youth is like, you know, classic rock band System of a Down. Yeah, and you're like, oh, yeah, classic. I, I brought up Tool the other day and the person I was working with had no concept of that band oh my whatsoever. God. And I was like, how do I explain Tool? You saw the Tool concert in Florida? Yeah. Is that yeah, what y'all were talking yeah, about where he yeah, did full drag? Yeah. Uh, Maynard I do James agree, though, He did not put enough effort in No, that. he did not. But I almost think it's, you know, done in a sense of like, any version of this is is you know fucked up. I did a. Yeah, I mean his. To be fair, his other band he is in drag the whole time. What band is this? Uh, perfect Circle. Oh, okay. Because his his whole feeling is that a perfect circle is a more feminine to the masculine tool. I mean, it sounds very feminine. Because um, I mean, you put your tool, tool in a perfect circle. Cock, perfect circle. It, wow. it makes sense. Okay. And so he does where he he fems it up for. It when makes you think that it's a popular. kind of a last second decision though, the, uh, the where he was like, "Oh shit, of, we're in Florida. Yeah. We better do this." Yeah. Well, I don't. I don't think you listen to Tool for the albums, really. I think Tool is more no. of a like live worship presentation yeah. for the dark ones. I really haven't liked. <laughs> No, I'm not. I'm not ever gonna put Tool on specifically. But no. if you told me Tool was gonna be playing down the street at a festival or something, I'm there in a heartbeat. Yeah. Uh, oh, 1975 later this year. Really? Again? Even though yeah. I missed it last time? Yeah. Hey, I have something. I don't want to give away too much here. But are you familiar with Claro, who's touring with Phoebe Bridgers? Mm -hmm. So, the lovely Mike Brown is going to be on tour with them. So if you see, if you're going to a Phoebe Bridgers or Claro show, Mike Brown, who he has long, beautiful hair, he does a lot of the merch for GCW because he's been friends with Jimmy and Brett and, uh, and Joey Janela for a long time, just in the Philly area. And so they are coming to town for that festival uh, and I think I'm going to not be here that day, Damn. but if I think, I think I may be able to swing with Mike Brown to give you a what's up. If you want to go check the show out, that would be cause so Phoebe cool. Bridgers is just getting off tour with Taylor Swift. Uh, new music's coming out. I'm uh, very excited. Her affair has been released. Well, you know what? Like you can't, sometimes you got to separate well, things. It's more Bo Burnham's. <laughs> Because I believe he's the one in the serious relationship. Yeah, I mean, you know, I don't know. He's. I'm not going to get into all that. But uh, it's great music. Mm -hmm. And he'll be on tour for the full Claro tour. So awesome. if you see I Mike Brown, that. tell him what's up. Tell him you love him. I'm so happy he's back on some wild. He's done some really wild tours doing merchandise for bands and stuff. And so I was like, well, who are you going on tour with? When he told me that, I was like, oh, shit. Okay, let's do this. But it sounds like they'll be in Atlanta June 18th as a part of one of the festivals coming around here hell yeah so we'll look, we'll look into that more shout out mike brown what a fucking awesome dude uh we got to columbus just in time and people were starting to notice and what i was saying earlier about not getting too ahead of myself uh my voice 
is going because I've been screaming all weekend, but I did notice without the cannabis smoke all the time, yeah. my singing voice is back. Oh. And I forgot how good of a singer I really am Can when you give I feel us a couple like it. Nuts? I can't right now because listen to this. Ah, you know, it's a little, but I'm going to do, that's we'll your, do a, That's your uh, June Kasai. My, my <laughs> brothers. Uh, <laughs> However it was that you said it in that. Talking about, um, I have clips from the TikTok endlessly repeating in my head, and you doing June Kasai in reference to, um, I'm so sorry, I forget their names. The, God, I was about to say the young boys who closed you tasseled, but that sounds really weird. Uh, Jordan Oliver and Nick yeah, Wayne. Yeah, when they were stretching and you had to point out your brothers. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. When he that was like, in my head uh, and all that, like uh, yeah. Or when he took his pants off to show that he had fishnets on and he said, maybe sexy time. Okay. Um, I watched that the other night. You watched the match. Mm -hmm. What do you think? It was incredible. Were you scared? Incredible. I So I watched it with my my buddy who was going to be You see in. the smile on face. I'm yeah, so excited yeah, yeah, yeah. you've seen this. So, you know, I texted you, my the guy that I work with that was going to be in Babylon. Yes. Um, he's actually... Uh, maybe I should save that. He's, he's auditioning for the new Zach Krager. That sounds the lit. Follow up to Barbarian. That sounds su super yeah. fucking lit. Um, I need to meet his agent. But he, uh, we were, I was like, you know, telling him about you and everything. And I was like, let me just fucking show you. So I pulled that match up and he was into it until the blood. Oh, which was pretty quick. <laughs> the, the last, the last five minutes we didn't he, watch It was too much. Because it was a lot of. Yeah, once I think the, once the skewers came out, I think he was kind of <laughs> I think he was kind of done with it at that point. When I fell on the forks then, multiple times, he was times. like, "This is one of the greatest things I've ever seen." Yeah, sexy time with Jun Kasai. If you've never seen my match with Jun Kasai, you're missing out on a version of Effie that is uh, coming out more and more often, which is soaked in blood, Effie. And we got to we got to show our new friend Effie soaked in blood, and I think he. I think he was, like you said, a little starstruck by getting to... Mm -hmm. I don't like to lead with meeting new people, especially in business relationships with, hey, I'm also a gay blood icon, but I'm also a gay blood icon. So buckle up, people. This summer, I'm ready to bleed a lot. I'm looking forward to it. I have a lot of matches I'm looking at coming up where I'm like, I think I'm going to bleed. I also have a match coming up. I don't know if I should even reveal this because it's a, it's a private event. Let me just say this. I'm going to be wrestling to start pride month at a private event. And I'm not going to tell you who the private event is for, but I'm going to let you guess because they canceled my glad award winning cartoon. And I'm starting the month doing a very, uh, high rate private event for them in Los Angeles. Yes. On June wow. 1st, <laughs> I messaged Tamish Steele about it, who created uh, dead in paranormal park. And the third dead India book is going to be coming out soon. And we we both laughed about it. I said, I think I'm going to get us renewed, brother. <laughs> I think I think I'm going to get us renewed. I'll walk in and have them announce me as uh, one of the stars of the Glad Award winning cartoon. You can figure it out on your own. Get us some passes because I need to watch. Uh, I think you should leave season three coming up. Starring Joey Janela. Starring Joey Janela. Which I'm very excited to see. I don't know if people know yet, but and I don't know if I really should be revealing it, but Joey Janela will be in the new season of I Think You Should Leave, and he was discussing some of the shoots and some of the stuff they did for the segment he's in, and I am 
I'm so excited to see this. Joey's one of my favorite performers of all time, and for a national audience to get to see him in a television capacity that is not him having to listen to mid-carters who've never been over tell him how to have his match, I think that's actually a really good idea. I hope he gets a ton more bookings. Joey and Effie are about to go full Hollywood, and people aren't ready for that. We can't be controlled. We can't be contained. They're going to think we should leave. (laughs) That's good, right? Yeah. Yeah, so that comes out next uh, Wednesday. Hey, I, I still have a login, so okay, we're good. Okay, cool. We're good. Cool. We're covered. And I have the max login. We're good. We're covered. Hell yeah. And we're going to have gig internet. Am we're I good. Have we're going to have to like, re-log into the different website. <laughs> I had to download the whole new app, but it transferred it over. So but it's not a good app. Like, it's not. <laughs> I don't believe it. I also watched, we'll talk about this on the mini set, but I watched Shazam Fury of the Gods on there last oh, night. It was one of the worst, uh, not like it was bad in the fact that it was like, oh, this it looks so stupid, but I'll say this. They had a wooden dragon that breathed fire. Figure that out. Uh, there's a lot to figure out, but figure that out. Also, not to roast him, but AJ watched it with me, and you know how I always say AJ wants to leave the movie before it's over? Uh, not to spoil Shazam Fury of the Gods, but who fucking cares? AJ thought Shazam actually died, and he did not stick around for the actual end of the movie. And he goes, wait, (laughs) Shazam doesn't actually die. And I was like, this is why you need me. So you don't leave before the movie (laughs) is over, man. Okay. Columbus. Manders looked at me at one point. I do like the idea of AJ just watching like classic movies and being like, yeah, Titanic. They all made it. (laughs) They all made it. It was a boat trip. Everybody had fun. You know, it was, uh, they got a necklace at the end. <laughs> they gave everyone a necklace you know, at the end of those it. Those poor hobbits, they tried and they tried, and it just didn't work out for them. They never him. made it. They never got there. There are certain movies he's usually right about leaving at the at the right time. Yeah. You can kind of predict it, but it is nice to know that like it's okay to watch the whole movie. Have you all done the third Galaxy Guardians? I loved it so much. Uh, I'm, yeah. I'll go with you to see it. Okay. it's That's I, the only Marvel I care about. I cry every time. Yeah. I cry every time. Yeah. It's I'm fully and I was because I was kind of tracking what James Gunn was doing with the story and I'm fully prepared for that emotional journey. It's very, very much a magical, beautiful. And they, they dropped a fuck, right? They what? They Oh, they did drop a fuck. Okay. And it was it was a really good choice of fuck in a very silly situation. That's great. Uh I think I love you'll that. it's nowhere where you would expect it. And the you know, I, I've always been enamored by that particular film because the colorscape is so much better than most yeah. other yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, superhero movies. And in this one, they went so much further with having really weird characters be a part of it. Hell yeah. And let me say this to our furry community out there, that whole planet of animal creatures, I'm not going to sell any more than that. Uh, it's a furry paradise for everyone involved. Sweet Lucy is here checking in on everybody. I love you, Lucy. Uh, Columbus, I got to meet back up with my SGC boys, the rest of them. Matt Justice was there and Manders was there. And How's he doing? Matt Justice is doing great. Good. He broke his hand and has been out of action for a little while, but he is back. He is feeling it. And we had him come out as a surprise. Now, unfortunately, Allie was actually dealing with some real illness last week. Oh, no. And, you know, had to be convinced kind of not to come to the shows. So for the people there that wanted to see Ali, she wanted to be there very badly. She could not. So I was sort of on my own too. It was one thing to be without weed. It was another thing to be without Allison. 
And it was hard, but it did give me the opportunity to team up with Rina Yamashita. So the original match was me, Rina Yamashita, and Manders taking on the Bang Bros with uh, the Swinger Fits, who we had so much fun together even doing two spots. Then Jeffrey John, a.k.a. Jeffy, who I got to tell you, Peter, I got to stop hitting on Jeffrey John. All right. He's a dick to everyone, but he's just very handsome. He's just a very handsome young man. And it's hard for me to want to beat him up. I did beat him up. And with him adding to Team Unsanctioned as a fourth member, the music hit and Matt Justice came out. And Matt Justice started wreaking pure havoc everywhere. And I want to say this to Brett, uh, who was doing the music. Thank you for leaving Walk by Pantera on for the full play run. So it was like Matt Justice comes out to the song. And then while the whole song's playing, we're just beating these people up. Hell yeah. Just rolling around this Columbus Valleydale ballroom, beating the hell out of everyone, having so much fun. It was beautiful. It was magic. We were victorious. Like I told you, I screamed into the hard cam and Nick Wayne saw and he was like, were you yelling welcome to fucking paradise? And I was like, I was. I was screaming the whole time. Manders was like, bro, I ain't seen this Effie in a long time. And I was like, bro, this Effie ain't going anywhere. I joked today and I said I did six push-ups, which I'm being facetious. I've been in the gym nonstop. I've been on my cardio. I might go tan tomorrow, Peter. I might go get a tan just to fuck with everybody. I think it'll be uh I think it'll be a magic thing to watch going forward. And after Columbus, I got to go back to the room. We, I shared a room that night with Sawyer Rec and Masha Slamovich, and me and Masha went to the gas station and we both got those squishmallows that are mystery squishmallows yeah. in the containers and we took pictures of our cute little squishmallows together. I got a rainbow sloth. And I was like, this is the sign. This is so good. Uh the next day, me and Sawyer were on the same flight. She was actually going to visit her mom in Atlanta, and she's going to be returning to Japan soon. She's been doing so much cool stuff over there. And to see her, I mean, this is she is a very tall, strong woman. To see her against some of the Japanese women who are not of the same height and stature, it is so sick and so awesome. And I'm so proud of her for getting to do that. But I remember when we started out in Florida, the first time I ever met Sawyer Rack, she came to a Mayhem on Mill show, and I think she had been training and been doing things. And I looked at her and I was like, I want to be on your team. And she was like, what? And I was like, I want you on my team. And I remember that show. She was just choke slamming these little boys around. And since then, to be able to now travel all over the place with her and get to spend time with her as we've sort of like come into our own and seeing her confidence, it's, it's phenomenal. It's great. We got to spend time together. And I got on the plane and the guy next to me, had been traveling around the world and doing everything. And it turns out he was actually uh, living where I was born, like right down the road from where I was born. And what I got to say about this, Peter, is I've had so many weird signs in the last few weeks, in the last few days of those coincidences that feel like we're pointing in the right direction. Mm -hmm. I feel like we're going to the right place. I will say Manders did ask me to stop screaming, but I was on one. I got to let my feelings be known about certain things. And it was very productive. I got to spend a lot of time with the fans in Columbus and they were gracious and wonderful with the merchandise. And I felt just a sense of, I have been feeling very, I don't want to say overwhelmed in a sense, but sometimes when you're at a show and you're wrestling, you're there early, you're trying to find food, you're doing this, you're running around. Sometimes it can be 
exhausting a little bit, even though people are coming to see me on purpose, even though people want to come meet me, it can be a little much to take in. I felt so phenomenal this weekend and yeah, because there's like nothing else happening in your life at the moment other than well, <laughs> yeah, not to get into too much detail, but it can be a little rough to put on that smile sometimes. Not that I'm faking anything, but it's it felt very real, and I was genuinely so excited to spend time with the fans, to take pictures, to see people, to entertain people, and I know going forward I'm going to be able to continue doing that rapidly. Now, the month of June, Peter, I'm going to be leaning on you a little bit. I'm announcing this publicly because I'm going to be gone so much. I'm going to need a little bit of help, but I am kicking off pride month with something that I want to discuss with everyone, uh, which is my, the life of coming out both parts. Now, when asked how much footage Effie turned in, what were you going to say? Peter? Yeah. Do you know how long it is? So they cut it down to two, I think it's three hours total, two one-and-a-half-hour movies. But someone asked John Filipovich, which I believe is how I'm saying his name, with IWTV, who edited everything and color-corrected and made it look good, how much footage did Effie turn in? And over the course of six weeks, I filmed five days' worth of footage. And he said, to put this into context... When Veda Scott and Mike Bailey both had their own GoPro to film their two-part. And when Alex Shelley, whose dad I got to meet this weekend, and we had a beautiful conversation about how proud we are of Alex Shelley being able to be a full-time wrestler now. And that he can go back to doing physical therapy because he's trained and phenomenal and helpful. But that right now, seeing him this late into his career in the best shape with the best matches. It was very cool to share that moment with Alex Shelley's dad who came up and introduced himself to me, which was phenomenal. Uh, I think if you combine both of theirs, which Alex Shelley kept his for three months in a two part or three part series, I had more footage than all of them. So they have pared it down somewhat, but I do want to say this. There's the two part life of Effie. The first three weeks are, no bookings at all. This was a time that I took time off. The second three weeks are some of the best bookings, some of the most fun places. Uh, they are also releasing in full what is going to be known as Effie Uncut. I, at the end of this filming experience, was in a place of frustration, and I went to the rooftop where I live now, and I filmed for 57 minutes my thoughts on wrestling, where it is, where it's going, what I believe my position is, the problems I have with it, the frustrations I have with it. So that will be interwoven into the life of, but the full version, the uncut version, the 57 minutes with Atlanta in the background of me on the roof talking shit is going to be coming out on its own on IWTV, which you can also watch. So kick off Pride Month with me. Please watch it. I'm paid on the back end on this. I love this. I think it's going to be very eye-opening for a lot of people. If, if, if there are people that are close to me, they probably know a little more about all this stuff. But if there are people who are not that close to me or just watching me from a performer's uh, you know, entertainment kind of setting, I think you're going to feel a whole new version of me. And I think you're going to see that to be effy may look effortless sometimes, but it is not. And I am busting my ass and I work very, very hard to the point where I have to remind myself that, and my father reminds me as well, the Gibsons have a bit of a, a workhorse kind of nature. And sometimes we have to put ourselves in a private situation and be normal and not be in the spotlight or not feel like we have to be working all the time. And I use this footage to remind myself a little bit that you can have both parts of life i gotta take this call hold up yeah do you, do you know about matthew barney the cream master trilogy 
no. or cremaster cycle. Um, so this guy was married to, we've talked about him before, um, cause he was a professional wrestler originally. And then he got into like performance art. He was married to Bjork for a while. That sounds about right. Um, but he put out these, it's like five films. You can't watch most of them or they're like, you have to track them down on the internet. Cause most of them were like art installations and things like that. Um, just really weird avant-garde like art for no particular purpose other than art. I think we need to make more avant-garde art for the purpose of fucking art. Mm-hmm. You know, you speak about wrestling and performance art. I think I think I've been a performance artist for years, but I think I'm going to be a performance artist and a wrestler now. <laughs> I always joke to people like, oh, "I'm 10 years into this and I just started doing moves and turns out that shit's pretty fun." <laughs> <laughs> I said that to Will Osprey and he just cackled at me. He's like, how long you been, mate? Yeah, you know, nine years, but I just started doing moves last year. It's pretty much a game changer. Pretty crazy. <laughs> I love that energy. Uh, I was sitting next to that guy on the flight that obviously he was from near Garden City in South Carolina where I was born. And I felt a very, I felt a very weird kind of, okay, things are going to be all right. And in the last yeah. few weeks, I've been reminded that things will be absolutely fine, that we are going to have fun, that Pride Month is going to be full of so many shows. I want to go through to my head. Hold up. It's going to be, I don't know. It, I have so many shows booked for Pride Month. It's going to be an in and out of town experience, but we will make the best of it. We will do all of them and we will be traveling country to country very soon again. I just got confirmation about a return to that's going to be phenomenal that I cannot speak on yet. And it sounds like I might be in in the fall as well as in the fall. I'm, I'm hitting my stride. I'm taking everything. You know, people are taking care of Effie, which is nice to see. I'm able to come in and not worry about much. And it's going to be a good time, Peter. Hell yeah. Do you want to do questions? Please do questions. Let's do questions. I'm sorry I'm giving you so much to edit through on this because no, of our all good. periodic breaks. But I So I am feeling restored and energized at the moment. And we're just, it's all just water. I think even more restoration ahead. Mm-hmm. Okay, this is from Danny. You have just $10 till the next payday. You're on the road. What do you get for dinner? Is this $10 for the meal or $10 for multiple meals? Okay, let's say you get paid the next day, but you got to take care of food tonight. Well, I would get bean burritos from Taco Bell. Damn it, that's mine. Is that yours? Yeah. Look at us. Just just because it's the most amount of carbs. They're cheap. It's carbs. Cheap. It's protein. You can it's get good. two of them for like six bucks now. Is it that expensive for the bean burritos? Yeah, unfortunately. Oh my gosh. Everything's so expensive. Everything is expensive. Somebody was trying to charge me $8 for eggs yesterday, and I said, I'll buy a fucking chicken for less than that. Do you want to get a chicken? Can we have a chicken? We can get a chicken. I would love to have a chicken. I don't want to wake up to Bebop showing me the chicken. <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah because yeah did you know do you know how much baby ducks are no they're three dollars online do they, <laughs> they lay eggs i mean eventually, eventually. <laughs> <laughs> yeah bean burritos at taco bell are the go-to i will say the six dollar biggie bag for those that are not vegetarian has a junior bacon cheeseburger in it mm-hmm. it has fries in it a four-piece nuggets and a drink or maybe the $6 one has the the double sack of bacon. I don't know. It's a deal. It's a steal. I've been trying to watch my food spending on the road because I'm someone who 
I'm not into luxury, but I will spend luxurious amounts of money on food. Yeah. And I am, my eyes are always bigger than my stomach. And now with my new fitness plan, I am trying to eat a little healthier in that regard. So I know Wendy's is not like the healthiest, but it's also, I'm not ordering a meal and an appetizer and a dessert yeah. and three diet Cokes. Yeah. I'm doing water. I'm doing a meal. I'm not getting dessert or the accessories. Even though we did, we did all go to Buffalo Wild Wings after the show uh, Sunday in Columbus. And I ordered wings, I ordered cheese curds, and I ordered a piece of chocolate cake. So maybe I'm not quite on the fitness plane yet, but I was very, very hungry and we needed to eat. But it was beautiful because it was like, it was me and Jimmy and Justice and Manders and Manser and, uh, do you, do you know, uh, uh, Big Old Doodoo Head? No. Big Old Doodoo Head is one of, one of the best, uh, GCW merch designers, um, I don't so know I'm if you're going to be able to Google Big Google. Old Doodoo Head. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> that's, that's his, or maybe it's Poo Poo Magoo. No, Big Old Doodoo Head is someone else. Poo Poo Magoo. We were with Poo Poo Magoo, not Big Old Doodoo Head. Okay. These are two separate GCW separate helpers okay. <laughs> in many ways. My apologies to both Big Old Doodoo Head and Poo Poo Magoo for mixing them up. This was Poo Poo Magoo, uh, but we did have a really good meal. At uh, Here's an example of me hitting on Jeffrey John, okay? We, he was on another table with Brett and with Jonathan Ash, who's done all the producing work on the GCW shows and Big Gay Brunches and stuff. And he's great. Came to Japan and UK with us. They're all at this table. A couple of the refs, Adam Galt and uh, Perch. And shout out Ref Scarlett Donovan, who ref, Russell, who reffled, who who refed on the New Japan Strong show this weekend, which saw Willow Nightingale win the first New Japan Strong women's belt. Very cool. Uh, shout out Mercedes Monet. Uh, she was injured during the match. She tried to continue the match. It was impossible to do. Tore her ACL. Pretty rough. Uh, but I went up to Brett, who was at the same table with Jeffrey John, who I'm referring to as Jeffy uh, in a sweet way. And I just want to say, I'm not trying to date you, Jeffrey John, but I am going to flirt a little bit uh, in front of Brett. I said, did, did Jeffrey pitch you the match yet that he came up with? And he's looking at me like, what? And Brett's like, no, what's the match? I said, well, it's called an Iron Kiss match. And... I bet we get up to a tied score of 500 to 500, and the tiebreaker is first one to pull their mouth from the others loses. And he was like, I didn't come up with that. And I was like, I think you did. I think you did come up with that. If it's too much, Jeffrey John, I'm sorry. I will I will calm down and I will peel it back. But uh, I know I know that, that this is not your, uh, your interest in field. And so it's wonderful that when I can't uh, flirt with you and it's not reciprocated, that I did just headbutt him in the dick as hard as I could in the match. So, you know, maybe just flirt back if you don't want to get headbutted in the dick. I don't know. Let's do more questions. Uh, okay, this is from Steve. You've been selected by a major video game creator to create your own video game. However you want, no budget. What kind of game are you making? Okay, so they did kind of a version of this game but they didn't do it very well because I want it to be done in kind of real time, but also slowed down to the lifespan. And I want a real game where you functionally are a spider. I want to build webs. I want to have my webs taken out by wind and rain. I want people to try to mess with me. I want flies to fly into my web. I want to be a full on spider and I want it to be like a full next gen, immersive, completely wild, crazy game. Damn. Yeah, I've been thinking about this a lot, Peter. Yeah. What about you? What would you make? I don't know, because what I would make would be a new Monkey Island game, which I actually found out that they made a new Monkey Island game with the original creators. Did they? Yeah. Recently? Recently. Well, they have Monkey Island and then Monkey Island 2 Return to Monkey Island. I was playing Monkey Island on the stream for a little while. 
and then I stopped playing Monkey Island on the stream. I don't really have a reason why not. Uh, Return to Monkey Island. Return to Monkey Island, yes. Came out 2022. Well, fun fact, I have it on my PC right now if you want to play it. <laughs> if you want to play the new Monkey Island game, just come over here and uh, take your pick. Mm. Yeah, it's there. We can do it. We can, we can put you on to the Return of Monkey Island. We're going to make the magic. It's out there, pal. Okay, this Threepwood? Is, what is it? Threepwood? Guybrush Threepwood. Guybrush Threepwood. Mighty Pirate. The mightiest of pirates. Mm-hmm. Do you know the bad guy's name? Uh, the ghost pirate LeChuck. LeChuck. LeChuck's <laughs> Revenge was you know the second girl- one that... Uh, his girlfriend's name? No. Elaine. Oh, from Seinfeld? Yeah. I saw somebody tweeting on Twitter, like, was Elaine actually hot? And I was like, what show were you watching? Elaine was very hot. Yeah, what are you Elaine talking about? Elaine was the about? only one of the group that was, like, a reasonably attractive person. Yeah. Not even gendered, but just, like, she was the one where you're like, why is she hanging out with them? She's very attractive. Have you seen where they take the um, laugh track out and add the Twin Twin Peaks music? Oh, my God. And then make it all dramatic? That sounds insane. It's perfect. I'm it's very perfect. opposed to AI, but I did watch a good bit of the show about nothing AI show. Have you seen this? No. Oh my God. They programmed a 24 seven show on Twitch that just creates scenarios for the Seinfeld characters done as poor 3d renders <laughs> and they have the laugh track and everything. And people were just watching it for hours on end. Yeah. Enjoy that. Go in deep. I, I want the easy money AI thing. What do you mean? Like, I want to get rich quick scheme off AI. Well, you know, like the least amount of damage to reality. Yeah. Sadly, it sounds like the ringer and their podcast, they're starting to try to figure out how to do AI voices of Bill Simmons and stuff. I just want to confirm here. If you're ever listening to weekend at Effie's, it will be us. I can't, I don't think I can be AI'd yet. I'm too all over the place. Unless they, unless they take the AI, AI off its Ritalin prescription, it's not going to sound anything like mm-hmm. me, but I'm sure they're figuring it out. I did see that you can trick AI by asking it about human pleasure. You can, you can confuse it by asking about human pleasure, pleasure or how, pleasure, or how to uh, commit acts of domestic terrorism, which I don't recommend asking AI about committing acts of t- domestic terrorism, like how to build a pipe bomb. Um, did you see How to Blow Up a Pipeline? No. Loved it. We might have to rewatch that together. Okay. Very uh, yeah, intense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hell yeah. It looked really interesting. I watched it right after Bo is Afraid, and it was such a different movie than Bo is Afraid that it, I needed I kind of needed it as a reset mm-hmm. for something very hyper-realistic to be Are done. Are we doing third Bo today? Should we? Do you have time? Maybe. Okay. When is it showing? Um, I think the close. So the plaza is not showing it today. You fuckers. Um, which is fine because uh, that closet they stuck me in the last time was a little intense. Um, let's keep going with questions. We can okay. Okay. <laughs> um, if Lucy Bebop and Cranberry were door to door sales dogs, <laughs> I didn't read this before. Yeah, this is really good. Funny. <laughs> what would each of them be trying to sell, and would they be any good at it? <laughs> Rob, thank you. This is one of my favorite questions we've okay. been asked. Immediately, all I can think of, and I believe in my heart, Cranberry has an Australian accent like Nicole Kidman. Uh-huh. And so I also believe Bebop talks a lot like Alec Price. And so I imagine they'd get to the front door and it'd be Bebop kind of leading it. And he'd be like, hi, uh, yeah, yeah. So we're here. Uh, you, do you want to pet us? It's, uh, it's, uh, it's not expensive if you want to pet us. And then Cranberry kind of jumps in and she's like, 
Yeah, it's uh, it's been shown to reduce your heart pressure, your blood pressure if you pet us, and it's only uh, it's only um, uh, how much food do you have in the house? Could you just bring us just some treats, some eggs, some um, beef, a little bit of your steak, and then you can pet us. I don't think it would be an efficient business, but I think that they would try to convince people to pay them for them to be allowed to be petted. I, I think you you let Bebop and Crayon do the setup, and then you use Lucy as the muscle. Lucy is definitely the muscle. Because if, if she just doesn't speak English and growls the whole time. <laughs> exactly. But it's such a cute little growl know, that it doesn't bother me a bit. It scares some people, though. They don't know. It well, scared AJ the first time y'all watched Lucy. I remember getting oh. a text going, what the fuck is wrong with your dog? I mean, he should know better than anyone because Cranberry was such a grumbler when she was yeah. younger that like she would never bark. She started barking now with Bebop because she knows it works mm-hmm. and it gets my attention. Mm-hmm. So if she wants to go out, it's like, <laughs> it's very like a hesitant bark, <laughs> but it's all, all the time. Like we thought she hated us at first because you'd pet her and she'd go, <laughs> and you're like, whoa, I'm sorry. And she's like, what are you doing? You stop petting me. I think she was in a house with cats early on because yeah. it's very much a like fake purr kind of thing. Lucy makes some really fun noises, but Bebop's figured out a new noise and he goes and it's like the neediest little shit of my life, but I can't deny it. <laughs> I've heard Lucy make some cute little needy noises. Yes. And yes. I love all of them. I'm so happy we get to watch our children grow up. I, n- I know. We still have to announce that. We'll um, announce that later. Okay, this is from Dylan. With Effie no longer having his jazz, jazz cigarettes to calm down, do we see even more death matches from Effie? <laughs> and any fun death match stories you haven't told on the pod? Uh, so speaking on earlier, yes, I think so. But I will be missing TOS this year because there's a lot of pride shows going on. I'm not in TOS. I think I'm going to leave the blood in Atlantic city for that weekend. But I do feel I've referred to this as no chill Effie, you know, and I think having the use of cannabis to calm myself down is good in a lot of ways, but I want to see what happens when I just turn off the chill completely and go all out. I've been pitching more in matches, wrestling more intensely. Uh, I think we're going to see a very bloody, very wild Effie in the deathmatch world. Obviously, we talked a little bit about the Junkasai match on this episode, but I will say, in the span of less than a week, having uh, Ryu Ito and uh, Junkasai both jumping off the top rope onto piles of tubes on me, looking up at the sky at a grown-ass man jumping on you when you're going to have shards of glass all over your body right after, there is no greater fear in my life, and it is phenomenally scary to look up and see a man jumping from the air knowing he's doing it with the intention of hitting you hard enough to crush the glass into each other death matches are very scary i think if you look at the core of what death match is it is an expression of suffering and the audience has to be able to understand it i think in the past few years we've seen the growth of more explosions more glass more this more that i just want to be able to harness that kind of deathmatch energy and not taper it back, but sort of make sure that the focus is on that inner core of being able to express suffering and have people who are watching understand it, whether or not they have any prior knowledge of deathmatch or this style of wrestling. And I'm not saying we don't try to overwhelm them a bit, but I'm saying also sometimes I think things that make loud noises get over and things that explode big get over. But some of the most disgusting things I've ever seen, I think back to and this is going to gross people out a little bit. Run Ricky Run, beginning of 2020, pre-COVID, Matt Justice versus Matt Tremont. Matt Tremont had this big wound in his arm, 
and Matt Justice took out a fork and started digging into the wound with it. And to me, that spot has stuck with me way, way, way longer than most huge, explosive, crazy deathmatch spots because it takes such a will of pain tolerance and strength from the guys, but also it's immediately recognizable as something that is disgusting and horrible and suffering. And even you look at kind of my deathmatch career, and I'm not going to get into who it was with because, you know, times change, but having the salt and vinegar chips poured over all of my wounds also made kind of a big impact of people seeing what suffering really looked like. Pardon me again. Everybody want to talk when we talk in here. We may not do a mini so this week, Peter, and it's my apologies. I've got a lot going on, uh, but let's let's figure out. Do we have more questions? We have two more questions. Ask away. Okay. This is from Rick. What does Effie want for his birthday? Okay. This is going to sound stupid and dumb, but at the risk of just saying money, money. I need funds right now. I have been eaten alive by the American government system. What I am doing, though, is I'm going to do a birthday special on my cameo because I don't believe in just taking free money from people. It's never been the case. Someone tried to tip me the other day, and I made them take merchandise with them. You know, it's not uh, it's not something I like doing. I don't want to be begging. I don't want to act like that. But I do want to create a fun scenario that everybody can participate in. So for my birthday, I'm going to be doing very special prices on cameos. I will do movie scenes. I will do birthday messages for later in the year that you can look back on. I will do announcements of divorce. I will do announcements of birth. I will do uh, asking someone out on a date. One of my favorites recently has been the podcast who reach out and want me to do a bumper will buy a cameo. The podcast who reach out and just hit my email will not get a response. I'm sorry. I have a podcast right here. I can say everything I need to say. So I will put up information about that, but I am hoping to be overflowing in cameos for my birthday because nothing excites me more than sending out fun, cool, cute videos that are exclusive to you uh, while also helping me pay uh, the bills that the state of Georgia has put in my court. And I'll put out some cute merch too. I do have that shirt that says, uh, I gave, I bought this shirt to help Effie buy illicit substances for his birthday. That was last year's birthday shirt. Uh, I'm not going to be using anything on illicit substances <laughs> in the near future. So it is what it is. Okay. Let's end it with a story of pups being little thieves. Oh, thank you, Julie, for this question. Okay. Do you have any good? So Lucy, Lucy has many different names. She has a mode that she switches into that is known as trash a fur, <laughs> which is whenever she decides to pick up straight off the trash or go through the garbage. Mm-hmm. Um, Cranberry is not a thief. Bebop is a hundred percent a thief. Now, one thing is he thinks everything in our house is his toy, uh-huh. but he doesn't care about it until he sees you using something. Like I came home and I had a neck pillow. He then spent two hours sitting in the room where I stream from whining because I put the neck pillow on top of a dresser because I wouldn't get it down for him. And we were out walking the other day. This is a very Atlanta thievery story. I wasn't paying much attention. I was looking at my phone. I was walking the dogs. And I looked down, and Bebop has a whole track of weave in his mouth. (laughs) He's walking very confidently with the weave in his mouth. And I was like, what are you doing? And he's just like looking up at me proud. He's holding it. It's kind of dragging the ground. But he had been carrying this little bit of weave for a while. And I had to. He was very sad that I took the weave away from him. But he's also a blanket boy. 
and he will steal any blanket you have. AJ has a blanket that's like one of those heavy knit blankets. Mm-hmm. He keeps trying to sneak in to steal that blanket, and it is it is not going well for him because AJ realizes all the other blankets have been fucked up by Bebop, which it is what it is. It's fine. Chew your blankets. I started buying miniature blankets that I can distract him with, yeah. that he'll go mess with those, but he wants that thick woven blanket so bad, and he just is not allowed to have it. That's so funny. Yeah. It's very, he's a very intense character. Uh, I'm sorry to not do a mini set this week. We probably should, but I also, I have a lot to get done today. As you can hear, we've been uh, disrupted twice already by phone calls and plenty of other things. Uh, But I'm very excited moving forward for where we're at and what we're going to be getting into. I think, uh, I think we've got one more, at least one more recording session in this studio, probably. Mm -hmm. And then we'll we'll see where it takes us. I know it sounds like we're being cryptic, but I'm just not getting into it right now. Yeah, it's so all good. Everything is working how it should be. Everything is fine. We are all fine. Everyone is good. Uh, what a beautiful what a beautiful summer we have ahead, Peter. Mm-hmm. And I hope everyone out there is feeling the shift in that energy as well for you, because it's been it's been a little cloudy out there. 